Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. A wine cellar, a child pageant queen, an unsolved murder. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. something for you i'm I'm ready it's pretty exciting i'm ready to be excited so i first and foremost i was very into like true crime stuff as a kid um and then i kind of like bled into ghost stuff supernatural then more like haunted history i feel like it went from like kind of more specific to general but um you're back i'm back baby back in the saddle i'm here i'm ready to go we're moving forward but this is a special one because uh I was thinking about what episode I wanted to do, and this will come out on the 19th, which will give you a lot of time right yeah. before Christmas. There's a lot of like Christmas-themed murders, yeah. but this one is very, very close to my heart because I feel like we watched it unfold. Like It was one of the first things that I ever um, was kind of conscious of happening on a national level. And the 24-hour TV is well full in yes, effect at this time. Yes, absolutely. So like, this is the Coverage 90s. is nonstop. Absolutely. So... Today, I'm going to talk about 755 15th Street in Boulder, Colorado, the JonBenet Ramsey house. Yeah, yeah it's pretty fucking great. Yeah, it's it's also like it's so picturesque. Like it's there's so many things that are happening in the story. Every detail is so interesting and juicy. It's not like, oh, there's like a bunch of bullshit. It's like, no, the paper is the from the pad of the house. Like every bit that came out in 96 and beyond was like, holy fuck. But first I want to talk about the house, and I printed out some pictures yeah, for you to look yeah. at. It's it's a giant, like, alpine house. It's, like, you know, very green. It's super, like... I mean, these are pictures from uh, from when it w- went on sale in 2014, yeah. which uh, was the, the latest piece of news that I kind of read up on. Um, but it's expansive. It's really nice. Um, it's like both the first and last place you think a murder would happen. Exactly, exactly. And it's almost like McMansion-y in a way, but it's it's kind of like, it's like beautiful and ugly. Like the rooms have, you know there's exposed brick on the inside of a house where you're like, why is this brick exposed in here? This doesn't make any sense. There's carpet on the ground, but there's exposed brick up, up yeah. here. Like there's things contrast. just like didn't make sense and it's just cavernous. And the idea also of being a kid and staying in this house and like, just wandering around your parents are like in a different part of it. I mean, that's essentially like what kind of happened depending on who you're talking to. Um, but first I want to get into the Ramses and I'm going to get into the house. 
And then we're going to keep fucking going. We're not going to stop. We ain't going to. We'll never stop. Well, I said that a couple times. Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Wait, is it old yet? Or no, 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 no. no. We'll, okay. we'll eventually stop. That's fair. Um, so John Ramsey was born in 1943 in Lincoln, Nebraska, and he graduated from Michigan State. He joined the Navy. He was a civil engineer. He worked in the Philippines. He was like so like baller from the start. He was just like dude sought after. He but he like weird things followed him too, which is also kind of a theme of this like tragedy um, and strange intersections of different murders and tragedies. But I digress. So he first married married his uh, college girlfriend, and they got divorced. Uh, they had three children. One of them died in a car crash when she was 22. So that had already been like a huge trauma in his life. And actually, JonBenet Ramsey is buried next to this woman um, in Atlanta. Like it, would her, it would be her half, half sister. sister? Okay. Yeah. Um, so he already had to deal with that. But in 1989, he formed the Advanced Product Group, which was uh, one of three companies that became Access Graphics that like merged and merged and then suddenly was bought by Lockheed Martin. So he had his, like a ton of money all of a sudden. Uh, Patsy Ramsey, Patricia, graduated from high school. Uh, she went to Western Virginia University. She was in a sorority. She won the Miss West Virginia Beauty Pageant title at 20, got her degree in journalism, and then at 23 met... Uh, John Ramsey and they got married like very soon after that. So they kind of, I couldn't find out exactly where they met, but it was like his second marriage. He was like an older, like wealthy dude. And she was this 23 year old beauty queen. Um, so already kind of a interesting dynamic, not, you know, unknown to our culture. They had their first uh, kid, their son Burke on January 27th, 1987. And then three years later on August 6th, 1990, uh, there was John Bonet. And the first weird thing that I think everyone thinks about is like the portmanteau of like John and Benet, which is John Ramsey's first and middle name, John Bennett. But it's like, let's name our little girl this to like her father's first and middle name and like let her live her life. Yeah. You know, it's like um, Britney Spears' sister, uh, Jamie Lynn, which is like, it's like, my dad's name and my mom's name. Yeah. It's going to be my name now. Yeah. You know, it just feels very like weird. Non-individual, lack of individuality maybe. Like it's a lot of imposing maybe. Yeah, it was also like expectation and like reverence. We have the same last name. Like egotistic. <laughs> I know, we already, like how much do you want yeah. of me? Um, so that's always the thing that like struck me as pretty creepy. So six years go by. Um, they move in 1991 to Boulder where the Access Graphics headquarters is located. The Ramseys purchased their 7,240-square-foot, 15-room Tudor-style house at 755 15th Street for $500,000. 1991, pretty good deal. Yeah. Pretty good deal, um, according to the Boulder County Records. So they're in this giant, cavernous home. Everything is, like, pretty chill until December 25th, where John and Patsy Ramsey say they last saw their six-year-old daughter alive at bedtime um, and their nine-year-old son Burke kind of around the same time they're like both going to bed at 5 30 a.m on December 26th 1996 she realizes that Patsy realizes that her daughter was missing after she found a two and a half page handwritten ransom note on the kitchen staircase the note demanded $118,000 for the child's safe return which is very specific yeah well it's almost almost. the exact value of the bonus her husband had received earlier this year what the fuck yeah already like 
what is yeah. happening? Yeah. You know, I wish I could have found more about Christmas though. Like, what does John Bonet get for like? What do rich parents like? Do they get like the dopest toys? Yeah. Kind of a thing, or like like a like high yield bonds. Yeah, yeah, just like some exactly some investments in their yeah. name, kind yeah. of a thing. I don't know. I couldn't find out. Um, there's not a lot of pictures too of how the house looked like, as you want you might imagine like at that time, like I, I was like dying to see Jean Benet's room. There's some good documentaries out there too, that kind of illustrate. Yeah, as time has gone on, there's always a lot of revisiting. A exactly. Lot of, in the interviews and you rewatch we, them. We love it. I mean, we love this cause there's so many weird things about it, yeah. you know? So Jean Benet also like, I didn't mention this. She had won a bunch of titles as a child beauty pageant queen. Her mom was her coach, obviously like tale as old as time kind of like a drop dead gorgeous style. Like it's like a caricature of what, you know, like who thought that things wouldn't go wrong kind of a thing, yeah. you know, it's, just, it's a celebrity, uh, it's unsolved celebrity crime. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? So it's automatically it checks off a bunch of boxes that mm-hmm. Americans in the world and news. I mean, it's just, it's just, perfect for that exactly and have you seen footage of Jean Benet Ramsey I, I just recently making the last year mm-hmm. uh, was watching um, I was really interested watching the interviews with the mother and father yeah I mean that's that's a whole like there's yeah. so many like I went down like the, the brother wormhole. the yeah. brother it's all so fucked up like it's yeah. so it is such a weird dynamic this house too also reminded me of the house in the staircase kind of oh, um, yeah. where it's like I know it's in a different part of the country but it's like a giant house like very like rustic Tudor style it's like who knows what fucking happens in there, yeah. you know? Um, and this house also plays a big part in the murder, um, murder, whatever people theorize to have happened, uh, because it's like, it kept her kind of mysterious. It kept the, well, we'll get there. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself and I don't want to do that. Yeah. You want to pace yourself. Secrets, but I'm so excited. Okay. So back to the ransom note. It was unusually long. Um, and I read it too. And it's like pretty boring, honestly. Like it's kind of like a fucking dumb, boring, like, not like we're not talking clippings of letters. We're just talking general handwriting. Yeah. Informative, minimalistic. Yeah. Like not like super mean, you know, like it was, it was just like, can you deliver this, deliver this money and a hundred percent she'll live. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. What are we fucking doing? Um, nothing good. It seems. (laughs) So basically the ransom note was really long and, uh, the FBI told the police that it was very unusual for a note to be written at the crime scene like that. The police believe that the note was staged because it didn't have any fingerprints and in- included an unusual use of exclamation par- marks and acronyms. Ooh. Yeah. So it's like 100% like, and I actually, I don't know if I totally agree with this. There weren't a ton of exclamation marks, but it was, again, kind of friendly, kind of boring. Yeah. No intimidation factor. I'm always interested in like uh, hand, uh, handwriting analysis from yeah. a psychological point of view. Totally. What, what all that means. Um, the note and a practice draft were written with a pen and pad of paper from the Ramsey home. According to a Colorado Bureau of Investigation report, there are indications that the author of the ransom note is Patricia Ramsey. However, they couldn't prove it. And that's a huge theme of this, too. It's like, all these things point to this, but we can't fucking prove it. Yeah. There's a lot what of theories do? going on. Yeah, a lot of paths. I was just talking to my wife, Michelle. She's, mm-hmm. I watched it with her. She's very, 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 very into Ugh. this case. Yeah. And she's, she's she's super familiar and the theories that are, are kind of going on right now. I think, I don't know if this is her exact one, but she has like kind of like a working theory. Oh fuck. Well, she, she's right into us. I, I'll, I'll be Michelle. Her. I'll by proxy. I'll be ghost town pod <laughs> at Gmail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the only people known to be in the house on the night of Jean Benet's death was her immediate family, 
Burke, her brother, Patsy, and John. The ransom note contains specific instructions that the police and friends should not be contacted, but Patsy telephoned the police at 5.52 a.m. Um, she called her family or friends. Everyone knew. She put it on Facebook. She sent out a couple tweets. That's so interesting. Yeah, Sky writing. What, did, you, did she put is it? Was it on Facebook? No, no, no. Oh, okay, because I was like... <laughs> no, it's not. It didn't exist. Because I was like, yeah, Facebook. <laughs> was a, would, but, but, but that is interesting, though, when mm-hmm. how, like, you know, unfortunately, tr- crime like this will somebody will be putting it on Facebook and that will become part yeah. of like the evidence of one I know. something or something. Yeah. No, it's very true. And just the way that the law is changing because of email, because of social media is really fascinating too. Yeah. I would love to talk to someone about that. When I worked on um, an investigation discovery show that was like, we did a couple episodes of, of kind of more contemporary things. Um, uh, like for example, Oh my God, I forget her gypsy. Um, oh, the gypsy, gypsy uh, Rose. Yeah. 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 And how like she posted on Facebook when she was essentially telling the world that her mom died. Yeah. Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that was a huge part. Like Facebook played a huge part in this murder, which is so fucking surreal nowadays. Um, Not in this murder, though. No. No. Okay. Um, Well, you know, let's take a little break. Okay. Let's take a little break and we'll come right back. I'm going to get some water. Yeah, you get some water and we'll, we'll we'll get back into this. Sounds good. Ooh. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. We're back, and I know everyone's very upset because we haven't mentioned the Patreon. Yeah, and, they do, and our pizza's not here yet. Yeah, and I'm very Pizza's not here hungry. yet, and we haven't mentioned the Patreon, but uh-huh. we get two bonus episodes a month. Yeah. There's another tier where you can get mentioned on an episode, and a we can mention maybe a website, or if you have a podcast, this is oh. a great place to do whatever it is. could be anything. could be nothing. Yeah. Uh, it's patreon.com slash ghost town pod. It can help support the show. It can help support we can go, us. We can do things it's on location. It's Christmas. Yeah, come on. It's Christmas. Yeah, it is Christmas. What are you, we're in the Christmas kind of zone here. We're in Christmas zone. Yeah, what For are real. you, before we get into. Before we get back uh, to it. <laughs> before, yeah, let's emphasize that this is a Christmas app. Yeah, so. Christmas You themed. have to hear what we are also doing. We had some Christmas pizza with pineapple and mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. Now you yeah. know I don't like olives. Now now you know, you guys. Yeah. Out on the airwaves. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not doing anything for Christmas, which I love. I love being in L.A. over Christmas. Um, because first of all, this is like a very work obsessed town, but when you're here over Christmas, nobody is here. It's like pretty emptied out. And then the people who are here in this like weird headspace of like, whatever. It's like, like but guess, it's also like a lot of reflection, I imagine. Whatever. Yeah. Or just like, get a party to go. Like I gotta do something. Like, I think everyone's like so eager to like hang out or just like do an activity. It's great. And it's also, it's the end of the year. People are probably thinking a little bit like, 
what have I what what have I done this year? Mm-hmm. I had a Christmas party last year, and a guy I went on one date with. <laughs> I invited him. I knew him through friends, but I invited him if he wanted to come to my Christmas party and like bring some friends, or whatever. He was the first person there. He was wearing a, a Santa hat. He brought a big thing of tequila that he finished himself, and he was the last guy to leave. <laughs> this is a Christmas miracle. <laughs> yeah. Did, did anything kind of come from that? Uh, the last text he sent me was, he was like, I want to cook you. You're so interesting. I want to cook you a chicken dinner. Yes or no. And then he sent me the emoji of, um, you guys can't see this, but it's like two arms, like making an X. What do you think that means? I don't know. Never heard from him again. I, I, I would like it if he ended it though. He's like, you're really interesting. I want to cook you and just stop. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, I'd be like, interesting. Yeah, that'd be like, ooh, ooh dangerous. Uh, you're mystic. interesting too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, this, is, uh, this is a little, it's not uh, not so fun fact. I've been in, uh, living in California at least, uh, most of in LA for about mm-hmm. 14 years. Um, aside from one other year, this will be the only other year that I have not gone back to New York slash New Jersey. Oh, what are you doing? Las Vegas, baby. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, yeah. Vegas. Yeah. Rat Pack. Well, that's where Michelle Buffets. went to Las Vegas last year, and then I actually flew back from New York and met her in Las Vegas. But mm-hmm. traveling to New York when you have like a family that's like a, a big family and everyone's all over the place, it's just a lot of shuffling around. I got actually a real, you know, it was food poisoning or a really bad flu. It was like out for two days. Ugh. I'm just getting too old and tired. It mm-hmm. was just had a, like a long trip in Europe. I don't really feel like getting on another plane. Yeah. So this will be uh, kind of interesting. But I think I think actually it's gonna be pretty fun. I think. Yeah, I, I think I, I the thing about tradition, like oh, mm-hmm. but this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I want to physically be there, I just don't want to. You know, besides the fact that it's cold, but everyone's running around. Like no one has like time for me. Yeah. And I'm very demanding. Yeah. You need a place that will give you the attention you deserve, which is. Las Vegas, yeah. Nevada. Yeah, just some kind of Christmas themed mm-hmm. slot machines. Yeah, slot machines, buffets, like, sh- you know, like the people there, it's going to be an interesting crew. Yeah. You have to report back because, yeah. man, it's going to be, yeah, a bunch of people like down on their luck, a lot of divorced dads, I <laughs> oh, bet, yeah. just fucking shooting the shit, seeing what they find. You know, it's funny you talk about divorced dads, and I don't want to, uh, I don't want to tease too much, but a episode uh, bonus episode that is patreon only oh is gonna reference divorce dads <laughs> letting you know right now Rebecca. and if it doesn't yet we'll make sure it does, <laughs> it does. you'll work it work it in there <laughs> we're working because we yeah. make promises yeah. that we keep yeah. here so at ghost town it's it's uh, divorce dads is kind of like the focus of this oh. bonus episode so patreon.com mm-hmm. also there's any single divorce dads that listen to the podcast I mean, I'm interested. Yes, yeah. you were. Responsible you don't have to be divorced. I, you don't really yeah. you think about be a it. Dad, divorced. Dad, not a dad. Dad, not divorced. Married dad. dad not, I don't care. You don't even have to. Really? You don't Come even to my Christmas have, party. You don't even have to be anything. You could just be an idea. Come as you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like how about it just be a concept? <laughs> yeah. The concept of I don't know uh, yeah. everlasting life. The exactly. concept of um, happiness. Yeah, it's a uh, youth in society. Yeah. I don't know. Be a term paper. I don't. It doesn't care. matter. You're I don't fa- care. The point is. Wear a Santa hat and bring a, a thing of tequila. <laughs> tequila. Uh, yeah, chain smoking. How as well. uh, just before we get into it, we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into it. Um, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Uh, come on. I do I, in my whiny Jewish. Yeah. It's Christmas. Yeah. Like, yeah. Two Jews yeah. letting you know that it's Christmas, everybody. Yeah, it's uh-huh. our Christmas episode. We, we want to cash in on Christmas, yeah, please. We like that too. We like commerce. <laughs> yeah. We do much Hanukkah shit. Yeah. Hanukkah too. I hate Hanukkah parties. I just want to say quickly. How do you go to? I go. To, I've gone to 
couple. It's just like everyone. Okay, I like a lot key, latka. Yeah. yeah. But like, you go to a Hanukkah party, it's so hot because people are frying things for four hours. Oh and you're yeah. And you're playing a dreidel. You're eating shitty chocolate gelt. Wow. You give me a Christmas party with some eggnog any day. Yeah. Well, what were you gonna say? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I was gonna even get into. Patreon. <laughs> No, we already talked <laughs> about we already talked about the Patreon. Okay, I'm gone. More I'm gone. Patreon? No, I'm good. I got it. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, we're we're two you know we're two Jews that um, uh, want to let you know about Christmas, and we want to cash in on that too. Mm-hmm. Thank you for let that. us help us know us. Yeah, help us <laughs> not help you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, should I get back to it or what? Let's get back to it. Right, let's is, get back to it because I'm really actually it's uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about this. Exactly. Um, so they couldn't prove the ransom note was uh, Patsy Ramsey. Um, the only people in the house were the family, right? Uh, she telephones everybody. Um, the officers uh, searched the house but didn't sign, find any sign of forced entry, yeah. right? Important. Very important, right? Um, so Officer Rick French, and this is very strange. Cool name. Just yeah, Rick like, French, yeah. right? Just like he's there. He's probably does like really well with the Colorado yeah. ladies. Yeah. Like there's like a fun hotel bar that he Ricky meets women. Ricky French. Right? Hey. I'm meeting Ricky yeah. <laughs> for a flirtini. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, exactly. So you went to the basement, which there's, we'll put a picture up of the basement. I talked about it. There's a lot of exposed stones. And it's a very large finished basement. Um, and came to a door that was secured by a wooden latch. He paused for a moment in front of the door, but then... Just walked the fuck away from it. He was like, this is clear. This is secure. <laughs> yeah. Based on what? Check, intuition? Just go check some other shit, yeah. I guess. And I assume when when police are canvassing a place for a, mur- for a murder victim or evidence, like you check everything. I know it's a big house and you got to get home so you can go to happy hour with uh, your best lady. But like, but I wonder, like, uh, it, it, uh, it was Rick French, was the the mm-hmm. Colorado police, uh, were they equipped to mm-hmm. investigate a murder like well, this? Well, that is always a theme of these yeah. things, too. No. The answer yeah. is no. Yeah. So many things are tampered with. We'll get into that soon. But the same thing with, like, making a murder. The, the police, they're usually just, like, hanging out, giving people parking tickets, dealing with bylaws they're not used to a giant national scale murder like what of a this wealthy become. prominent yeah. family which probably i'm sure there's got to be a tiny bit of red tape going around like right. a tiny bit of like, like hey don't listen, bother us it's christmas like we're it's yeah. a distraught family you know we donate to the mm-hmm. police fund i don't know exactly um so uh eventually the ramsey's like we're going to pay the ransom right um a forensics team came to the house. They initially believed that uh, John Bede had been kidnapped because they couldn't find her, even though they didn't check the whole of the house. So, okay. Um, so, John Bede's bedroom was the only room in the house that was uh, cordoned off to pre- prevent contamination of evidence. The only room of this giant house. Yeah. That's it. So, like, even then, no process was taken to prevent any contamination of evidence anywhere else. Who knows what was happening? Who's f- gummy f- little fingerprints? Burke's fucking... Who the fuck knows? Uh, meanwhile, friends and family's uh, minister arrived at the home to support the Ramses. Victim advocates also arrived at the scene. They Visitors picked up and cleaned the surfaces of the kid. They were like, we're just helping out. We're just like, they're like going like tromping through the house, cleaning things, making things in the oven. They were like, we're here to help. And nobody, the police were like, okay, yeah, yeah. Make this rich family at home instead of being like, no, everybody get the fuck out. Right. This isn't like a community 
like a meeting center. And this, it's we, a crime this, scene. This is like relatively recently. I mean, even if you mm-hmm. watch a procedural or watch yeah. any, like you would like that mm-hmm. would be your, at least your instinct. Yeah. Um, another detective, Linda Arndt arrived at about 8 AM with the goal of awaiting the kidnapper, kidnappers instructions, but there was never an attempt to claim the money. The money just kind of gets like falls to the wayside a little bit. Yeah. Right. So at 1 PM, so this again, it's been, uh, like seven, eight hours. Uh, Detective Arndt asked John and uh, a family friend to see if the house, just if anything was amiss. So like, uh, hey, hey, uh, possible murderer and your best friend, why don't you just like, I'll look around, just check shit out, just see if we missed anything. You know, the casserole's in the oven, there's 40 people in the living room, but like, just check it out, just see. So John and his friend Fleet White started their search in the basement, interestingly enough. They didn't start in her room. Uh, John finally opened the latch door that Officer French had failed to open and found his daughter's body in one of the rooms. And again, it was still pretty cavernous. It was op- they describe it as a wine cellar. It's not really like it is, but it's just more of like a malt, still like a multi-purpose finished basement. Uh, John Bonet's mouth was covered with duct tape. A nylon cord was found around her wrists and neck. Her torso was covered by a white blanket. Uh, the autos- autopsy revealed that she had been killed by strangulation and a skull fracture. There was no evidence of rape, although sexual assault could not be ruled out. There was no semen found, but there had been a vaginal injury at the time of the opsa. Aut- How come I can't say autopsy? I don't this know, but you're like going to have to wheelhouse. say it a bunch of times, so know, get exactly. used to it. <laughs> it appeared her vaginal area had been wiped with a cloth. Her death was ruled a homicide. Um, so basically, uh, the like, it was like she was wrapped in nylon cord and a broken handle of a paintbrush was tied around her neck and had been used to strangle like a, her. Like a tourniquet type yeah, thing? Like yeah, like a tourniquet, like a whatever. Uh, part of the bristle end of the paintbrush was found in a tub containing Patsy's art supplies, but the bottom third of it was never found despite extensive searching of the house by police in, in subsequent days. So it's like, now the police are on it. Okay. It's also like, how many things of the family do you need to implicate the family? And also, the statistically... It's the family. Yeah. Even like, if it's not, statistically, yeah, it's, it's like the family. Occam's razor. Like, yes, what yes. is the easiest explanation? Even though, again, they rich people in this country yeah. have it. This is going to be revolutionary. Rich people in this country have it easy. They don't often That's have the to be hold accountable. <laughs> this is a fringe Reddit theory yeah. I read in all caps. I also think the 90s were kind of like mm-hmm. rich people getting away with things. Oh, or, yeah. Rich people, it was like cool to be rich in the Like, yeah. in the 90s, it's like, pop collar like you yeah. want to seem rich yeah. you know it's not like now it's I mean, like OJ cool to, exactly a few years before was you know exactly you're like you're always like nightclub yuppie shit it was still like pretty prevalent yeah. at this part of time in in history so uh there was that weird paintbrush shit the autopsy got it right this time nice. don't make me say it again though also revealed a vegetable or fruit material which may represent pineapple they're like it may be t- pineapple it may not be pineapple but it was probably pineapple, which JonBenet had eaten a few hours before her death. Photographs of the home taken on the day when JonBenet's body was found show a bowl of pineapple on the kitchen table with a spoon in it. Bingo. However, both John and Patsy said they didn't remember putting the bowl on the table or feeding her any fucking pineapple. So, the, and that was would be middle of the night pineapple. Yeah, that's like post Christmas. What Christmas treat do you want, little girl? I'll have it a little bowl. I'll have of a pineapple. canned pineapple. So is I, I is it like? Mm-hmm. Was the was she you know I think was she woken up in the middle of the night and says hey you want to have some pineapple yeah well uh, Burke Ramsey's fingerprints were on the bowl 
So there's a little something. But yeah, who the fuck knows? Is it a Christmas ritual? Like, yeah, late night pineapple? Is that a thing? The Ramses have always maintained that Burke slept through the entire, the whole thing until he was awakened several hours later after the police arrived. Mm, do you believe that? Mm. Mm. Later, they found DNA belonging to an unknown male person on JonBenet's body, but the sample didn't match any profile in the database. In October 2016, new forensic analysis revealed that the original DNA was actually two people, not just one person. But they don't, still don't know who that is. So DNA has failed us time and time again. Well, it seemed like probably if you had to do it all over again, they probably should have done it a lot differently. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's not fair. DNA has more, not failed us. Yeah. I mean, the system has failed us. Yeah. And DNA is a helpful the tool if you use it correctly. The competency level has, seems to be pretty low. Yeah. Um, but the most important and cr- most critical error of all of this was that when John Ramsey found his dead daughter's body wrapped in a blanket, he picked it up and brought her upstairs. It's just like the most important area, this crime scene. He was just like, come on, let's go. Well, I mean, like, how about mm-hmm. this with a little, th- I'm just going to throw little things at you. What yeah. about being like, well, let me put my fingerprints and DNA on her. You so see you me know. doing that. Yeah. To, it's no, just, absolutely. You know, it's. It's very obvious, you know. And also, again, the idea of a police person, a, an investigator being like, hey, potential criminal and best friend, why don't you just canvas the house one last time? Like they shouldn't yeah. have been anywhere near the house, really. They should have been taken elsewhere. The house, the whole house should have been like alone for investigators to investigate, forensics people to go and through. Who doesn't want to go into a locked door? Yeah. It's the probably the most you basic are, everything in your career leads up to this. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. What was it? Do you have any theories about that? Is Michelle? I haven't talked specifically about mm-hmm. that. Uh, I, I either imagine it's incompetency. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I mean, I you know, I think I don't think police officers want it to be bad. You know, I mm-hmm. nobody wants it to be bad, but I don't yeah. think they want the spotlight of an unsolved, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, uh, thing on them, and maybe it's. Listen, if you go there, you walk in there, and you don't open it. You have a feeling either yeah. there's nothing behind there, or there's something behind there, and yeah. for. For the same reason, you do not open that door. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, the Ramseys provided handwriting, blood, hair samples to the police. They had a preliminary interview for more than two hours. Uh, Burke was interviewed as well, and like nothing was found conclusive. It is, uh, interestingly enough, the last night they would ever spend in the house again. Um, so on January 1st, the Ramseys grant an exclusive interview to CNN where Patsy famously said, A killer's on the loose. And this is something that is so interestingly dissected, too. Uh, Seeing the two parents and their dynamics, there's so many theories on this interview, on the way each of them kind of play a part, each of them react, the reaction, the non-reaction. It's really, really fascinating. Uh, On January 3rd, investigators announced the note was torn from a tablet of paper in the house. Uh, JonBenet has her funeral in Atlanta, and the Ramseys come back to Colorado. Um... In April, John and Patsy are the focus of the investigation, and Patsy Ramsey is interrogated for six and a half hours, which is like also, yeah, I know that's a long time, but like your daughter is dead. And then you want to do anything you can to help. Yeah, exactly. Uh, John is inter- interrogated for two hours. And after this, there's so much pushback because Patsy's like, I already did this big interview kind of a thing. Like they, there's so much of them not wanting to be interviewed after this that it's like, what the, f- like, so you spent half a day trying to get your the your daughter's killer. I'm sorry, we are inconveniencing you again. No, please proceed. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
kind of a thing. Um, then, uh, basically they, there's a big grand jury case, which goes underway. Um, and in February, 1998, a group of investigators buy the house for $650,000 pledging to resell it and donate the profits to the John Ramsey children's foundation. The address is changed to 749 15th street in 2001 at the request of a tenant who is negotiating to buy the home. Who lives in this home? Who wants to be here? I don't know. We want to go there. I want to go there. Yeah, I, I don't want to like. I'll like. I'm in and out though. You know, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what, what are we doing here? So a grand jury was convened September 15th, 1998. So it's almost been a year to consider uh, indicting the Ramses for charges related to the case. In 1999, the grand jury returned a true bill to charge the Ramses with placing a child at risk in a way that led to her death and with obstructing an investigation of murder. Definitely. Based on probable cause, standard applied in such a grand jury proceedings, um, but basically they didn't uh, prosecute them because they couldn't prove their guilt uh, beyond a reasonable doubt. So it kind of like it was like off and on and off and on in two thousand two, two thousand three, um, and that the evidence in the case uh, was said to be more consistent with a theory that an intruder murdered John Bonet than it was with a theory that Mrs. Ramsey did, and she was really the focus on. Yeah. Um, for the most part, uh, the prime suspect of the family, which is interesting too, because we'll talk about the CBS thing and it's, it wasn't like that at all. Um, so speaking of the house again, in 1999 to 2001, EJ doc Christ, the university of Colorado speed strength and conditioning coast rents the house before being fired and moving to California. <laughs> <laughs> this house is for a down and out yeah. kind of a person. Um, they changed the address in 2001. In 2004, popular televangelist Tim and Carol Milner buy the house for $1.05 million. It's appreciating in value. Yeah. You know? I, I get that inflation is happening. Uh, July 2008, the house is listed for $2.68 million. In 2009, $2.29. We're going back down. $2.29 million. February 2011, $2.3 million. And then finally, 2014 is the last time it was put on the market for $1.98 million. Uh, now Patsy dies of ovarian cancer in 2006 at age 49. Very tragic. Um, and the Ramses were officially cleared due to insufficient evidence in 2008. But after, okay. And I'm sure you know this. This is like so fucking bizarre. After John Ramsey's wife, Patsy dies, he meets Beth Holloway while attending a fundraiser. And the two like begin dating and Beth Holloway is the mother of Natalie Holloway, the Alabama student who disappeared in 2005 on her trip to Aruba. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember this? Ramsey downplayed their relationship, saying that they developed a friendship of respect and admiration out of common interest related to their children. So this also reminds me of The Staircase, the guy from that, where it's like crime and like sadness and heartbreak. Yeah. Like he keeps finding that. Like I... Or attracting them or something. I mean, I understand that, you know, you want to, somebody that gets you. Yeah, well, it's like Shania Twain married her, did you <laughs> hear this one? So Shania Twain was married to whatever her husband, music producer. Mutt Lang. Yeah, and he uh, had an affair with this woman, and, and Shania Twain married her husband. Oh, so just like, I keep... still one is still a great song though. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. <laughs> Listen, that don't, don't impress me much. You know what oh, I mean? That's my jam. Oh yeah. No, mine's, um, yeah, that, that one, I like, I like, I like me much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I get that like, like people in grief and these things are so larger than life that you'd find consolation with someone else who's experienced it, but you don't have to like date them. It's, I mean, it just reeks of conspiracy. It's you so know? weird. Um, but he didn't marry her. He married a third wife, uh, in 2011. He also... And she didn't pop, maybe murder anybody. 
Yeah. So that's nice. Who, well, who knows? I mean, yeah. there's still yeah. time. They're still both alive. Yeah. We'll see. So it was investigated on and off, still the case, in September 2016. Um, and then in 2017, last year, CBS did a special that featured full-scale replicas of the home, which are really crazy, and they must have spent so much money. But did you see this special? No, no. I, I, not I bet one. Michelle did. Uh, holy shit. It's like they do so much shit. And it's like inconclusive kind of a thing. And they talk, they heavily implicate Burke and then their parents kind of covering it up. And Burke is the, is the son. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and his like violent tendencies. Well, that's, that's what Michelle was yeah. like talking. So yeah, the, 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 uh, the son that, you know, who's obviously very, very violent and, uh, and they are covering it up for, they're like, well, we already lost, mm-hmm. you know, uh, our daughter, are we going to, I mean, that's a, that's yeah. classic in, in TV shows and procedurals and movies. Yeah. It's like parents covering up for, uh, yeah. what they're with their child. They're like, well, now we're going to lose both of them. Yeah. Is that justice? You know what I mean? I get, but it's also like your life is going to be destroyed yeah. anyway. And he was young enough where even if they were like, came clean about it, if that were the case, like it's not, like he would have gone to jail for the rest of his life. And also, yeah. they were very rich people. They could have. De- had I'm a sure. Good they, yeah, they could have. Uh, Inter- interesting it. choice, Ramsey's. Uh, if that's the case, but they're both uh, Burke Ramsey and John Ramsey sued CBS for like two hundred fifty yeah. hundred million, hundred million, yeah. millions of hundreds of dollars um, because of it. Because of they so heavily did that. Um, and I did a little uh, recon on Burke. He's got a girlfriend. He yeah. uh, works from home. He. Uh, has like a chill, like kind of office coordinating job. He's in his early thirties, just living his life. Yeah, I just wonder. I mean, I don't like. Does if, if like if he if he did do it, and you uh, do you have that tendency? Do you grow up with that? Uh, you know, being like you know talking about being a sociopath mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. that is. Do you just grow up being like I can live with it? You know, I, yeah. I can I can I can live with this. Well, I don't know, like. I'm sure the statute of limitations are that like if he were to confess, he would get investigated for sure. Like it's not like it's like for 40 years later kind of a thing. But I feel like if you I feel like if you're that young, and you've committed a murder. You don't really remember it. Like you skewed yeah. it. You, yeah. Your parents probably told you you didn't do it kind of a thing. I think there's a lot of things at play that would convince you, which is good. Like mercifully for your life that you didn't do that. But again, like what is the truth? And it's. You know, this poor girl is killed, and and your in your in, in your kind of I guess another your working theory, mm-hmm. uh, or or what would you think in this situation? Do you think he just say hit her in the head with a frying pan, mm-hmm. knocked her out, and then the and then the parents came in mm-hmm. and did like added all the other bells mm-hmm. and whistles, the tying her up. The choking, you know, adding yeah, like all the, that other stuff, like post. the vaginal shit. I mean, can, like you know. And then obviously, yeah, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the note and, uh, I mean, I guess that, mm-hmm. you know, that would make people think like, well, who else knew he got that hundred, was it 118,000? That 110 uh, or something. Yeah. Something, who knew who got, is this somebody from his work that was jealous, you yeah. know? And, and what is the, I mean, you know, uh, obviously reality TV had, you know, us obsessed with, I say the royal us, mm-hmm. obsessed with pageants, uh, pageant moms. Yeah. Momagers, stage moms, stage dads, mm-hmm. etc. Just like a beautiful, like living doll child gets brutally murdered. And what is it? What is it? What is it to be the mother? Mm-hmm. If the mother is, what is it to be the mother of that child? Does that change? Like, do you like when you're putting so much money, time, 
uh, yourself, you know, yeah. uh, your pe- you know past like failures into mm-hmm. uh, and trying to make it right second time around. Yeah, does that what places that bring you to? I don't know. I mean, it's hard, and I I honestly I don't know if I believe. Okay, so we talk about the pineapple. She was found in this cellar area. Like, I think, I mean, I, the parents, I know, like, like I think beyond a cover-up, the parents had something to do with it. Because it's like, I think about my siblings, we were all very violent with each other. Oh, yeah. We was, right? Just, like, brutal. Yeah. But, like, you don't go somewhere else to, like, be violent. Like, was she running away? Like, I don't, like, I still, I feel like there's parts of it that even if he did it, and they were just covering it up that like still seem questionable to me. Like I get that he's like, maybe she was up or that they're like, let's get some food or something. And he like fed her some pineapple. But like, how did they get halfway across the house? And was she, uh, I wonder if it, it was she like, Hey, you want to, was she woken up to be like, Hey, you want to come downstairs at yeah. two in the, whatever it was three yeah. in the morning and have some, and has some and has some pineapple. Yeah, that like doesn't what? sound very enticing like for weird. even even yeah. the, to the weirdest. It's like a little tiny girl to be like, yeah, I guess I'll get up and do this. Yeah. So was she already mm-hmm. up and something happened? Was she awoken uh, for this to happen? Yeah, I just don't understand it. But there were some things that I read about Burke and JonBenet's rooms were really close to each other. Which also, like, why would you go downstairs to do to get this and then go somewhere totally? elsewhere like the parent the parents woke up found them there's a timeline of events that i hope in our lifetime we will find out about this i'm not sure if we will but something where it's like taking us through all of this and yeah. finally explaining it well i mean listen i a lot of podcasts have uh we brought, just let's uh, brought, solve it right uh, now solve, solve. We're not the ones. No. Maybe. Uh, we can barely read it off a piece of paper. Yeah. So. I mean, we, we also, I, I always imagine, like, what if, um, let's say, all of all of the, you know, the world and mm-hmm. all the books and information were just decimated and all mm-hmm. that was left was this podcast. I'm, and for oh my God. Future, like, for other people to come Scary. here and be like, we got to learn about what was it like to be an mm-hmm. earthling? Mm-hmm. And they base it on... They still say earthling, though. <laughs> yeah, they say earthling. Earthling. It's the 1950s. Yeah. Like, what is it like to be an earthling? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and they base it all on the information um, from this podcast. I guess I would just want to, like, deeply apologize They'd to be just like, what is this Patreon deal? Like, <laughs> Shut the fuck up yeah, about Patreon. Patreon. We don't you. What is money? Yeah. <laughs> so well, yeah, exactly. we don't we, understand. Yeah. But uh, it is patreon.com slash ghost town pod. <laughs> Whether you are listening from another planet or you're just listening. Or here or under deep below us in some kind of underground cave or yeah. a wine cellar. I don't yeah. know. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, 
You can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.